0: We spend a lot of time in the beginning just really building a trusting relationship with these students. So engagement takes the bulk of the time and lays all the foundation for anything that we can do later in terms of the social work techniques and if we don't really have a great relationship in the beginning and actually model and teach. Our students how to have a relationship with someone that's not going to hurt them and how to trust someone that is a huge part of our work and our kind of worldview so many of our students just react to whatever is going on in their world the trauma issues that are in their community so really helping students to understand their own reactions for me is a key of what I do. Helping students to slow down, calm themselves, learn techniques to um, self-soothe and change the talk that they say to themselves and how they think about themselves. A lot of work goes into helping them to learn about their own emotions, identify their own emotions, distinguish between you know a broad category um how do you feel i'm mad okay let's let's go a little further because mad can cover so many things so that's something that i do a lot with students to help them understand themselves once they understand themselves we use a lot of cognitive behavioral therapies to try and address and give them the skills to react in a different way once they understand why they react the way they do some of the groups that we held this year were coping skills group and that was for my cutters, my, my girls that were cutting themselves. We had a group for girls who were either pregnant or had infants already. We had a grief group, grief and bereavement group. We had four anger management groups, two for girls and two for boys. We had to violence prevention groups, really focusing on students at risk or already involved in gangs. We really focus a lot on strength-based work. Our students are so used to having other people look at them for their deficits and come down on them for what they're not doing and not achieving and what they're doing wrong. so. The power of having an adult tell them that they're doing something well or that they're proud of them is incredible. I would say the biggest part of my training that prepared me for my work here at the Student and Family Assistance Center is having done an internship at the Student and Family Assistance Center. Um, incredible supervision, clinical supervision when I was an intern. My field instructor. In my master's program was just so in tune with the community the kids the needs the intensity and really um, always encouraged me to process my own counter transference and feelings about coming into a community that's really tough and taught me a lot about the parallel process so the way that he kind of helped me process my feelings I've been able to then take to help my students process their feelings my classes at the University of Connecticut my casework classes helped me a lot in terms of doing my process recordings and case studies and getting feedback from professors and and discussing cases in the classroom setting the policy and planning kinds of courses that I dreaded when I was there. Um, The research courses even that I, I didn't want to take then really are helping me deal with some of the larger scale issues, the politics that I'm operating under and within. There was one morning when I got an emergency call from the police officer that is stationed here in the school saying that one of my students was quote, flipping out upstairs. I ran upstairs and intercepted my student who was running across the glass bridge. There we have connecting the buildings, and she was punching all the windows, and the police officer and the security guard were chasing her. This is a student who's been hospitalized three times so far this school year. For suicidal ideation, and she's a, she's um, got a long history of self harm, and she's in a gang, and she's selling drugs. She struggles with sexual identity and sexual orientation issues, and depression, and she'd come to school and just been told that she was expelled, with no uh, preparation, no you know social worker there to. Help her process that she just came into school thought she was going on about her day the administrator called her into the office and said you can go home you're expelled so she was obviously upset and so I intercepted her I ended up um, getting her to calm down and let me console her in the stairwell the only reason I could do that was because of all of the effort I put in the beginning to build this relationship, because she would not let anyone touch her, come near her. But I had her hugging me and just crying and letting it out until the security guard came and said, just let her go. She's expelled. She's not supposed to be here. So she ran off again and flipped a table over and stabbed herself with a pen in the arm, at which point she let me physically restrain her again, no one else, and until the security could come and help me. And then we had to call Mobile Crisis and have her assessed for, her, for risk to herself and others. The social workers at the Student and Family Assistance Center were very willing to jump into the middle of whatever is going on, for better or for worse. A lot of professionals that I work with Step back, get scared, are really afraid that they're gonna do or say the wrong thing. And in their standoffishness, they are doing and saying the wrong thing. The cutting epidemic that's going on in the school right now. Nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to talk to these kids. Nobody wants to deal with it. They're very scared and that's really an important place where we come in as social workers. A lot of times it's the school that's doing wrong to the students and the families. The teachers see it, but don't know how to address it without getting in trouble themselves through a social work community. You know, I can make a call to an outside agency who can come in with the parent and they can advocate. So I think that's kind of a unique role that we play.